going? Yes, we're rolling. Welcome everybody to today's episode of Movie Club. Probably the most normal, basic yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Just vanilla, plain Jane movie you could think of. Yeah. Yeah. A little film called Delicatessen. Yeah. You know, we do a lot of artsy stuff on here. A lot of, I don't know. It just felt like it was time to do something more for kind of the Netflix, you know, kind of friends rerun crowd. You know what I mean? Something <laughs> the just. Friends rerun crowd. You know yeah, what I mean? This movie just, has Chandler Bing vibes. Totally. Definitely. Definitely. Not only that, I feel like this is just all the NBC comedies rolled up into one movie. Yeah. Frasier. Basically. Uh, Suddenly Susan, Caroline in the City. Yeah. Superstore. Yeah. Call center. It's just, it's just like a comfort food movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> comfort food. You know, yeah, like snuggle up on a, a, a cold you. day with a blanket, a cup yeah. of soup, and delicatessen. Yeah, and a human finger or yeah. two. By the way, we're joking. Oh, yeah. This movie's heinous. Oh, you, oh. This movie will F you up. Oh, really? I didn't know what we were getting into watching this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one was weird. This movie was weird, and from... I don't know what you would call this type of filmmaking. Uh, yeah, yeah. We need to solve this right Well, now. there is a mean? style, yeah. and I feel like the style is like grotesque gore film. Or it's not like it's not like it's that gory, because it's not. Mm-mm. But the shots are all so fucking ugly. <laughs> they make everyone look so gross. that it's like You're never settled. It's always disgusting to look at. <sighs> And I don't know what you would call that type of movie. So Sean brought this up to me right after he watched it saying, is this baby pig in the city again? And I'm like, I didn't feel that way. I was almost done with the movie. And he's like, it's I'm just talking about the way they shoot it. It's like they get the lens as close to an ugly face as possible. I know what he's talking about. It's like. There's something, and I really did get a lot of Babe Pig in the City vibes, just because it's always miserable, <laughs> and so it's kind of, I kind of felt it a little bit. I, I, that's where I will diverge, though. I did not feel the levels of misery that I did with, with Babe. Mm-hmm. Well, so, again, I won't be as angry at this movie as a Babe because this is not a movie for children. <laughs> so I, that's fine. You make this movie if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this movie, Delicatessen, came out in 1991. Um, I didn't think it was ugly to look at, personally. I was really no. impressed visually. No. And, and I thought the people were really pretty. I know what but he's... maybe that's just me. I know pretty. what he's talking about. I yeah, did not, I thought the I, people were pretty. I thought, wow. I thought Babe actually sought to make everything look ugly. That was how I felt. This, it, it was, it was, there was a lot of grotesque stuff, but I was actually impressed with the creativity of the shots sure and that's that's the thing well i think everyone cast in the movie was they're not ugly but they're not they're just unique looking maybe they looked weird that it was just uh it was the friends and family of the director i I read that i did read that Mm. yeah so that makes sense because they you know they didn't seem like they were yeah gorgeous actors which i don't need in a movie you know i don't need the best looking people to be in a movie I just felt like when I, the first shot of the guy trying to escape in the trash can, he's like looking around and it looks like his eyeballs are about to bump out of his head. Like he's still like whatever. And it's yeah. like, oh, it's this. This is what we're in for. It's like 
gonna be really close up on some body parts coming up. You know, I, I just feel that. You know, Sean, I think I'm trying to I'm trying to nail what you're saying here. And yeah, because I can't do it. There is no. I'm trying to figure it out too. But there is a shot in one of our videos. We did a video called the play date about like video games not being ready when they are released. Mm -hmm. And there is, I would say, I would say Sean's a handsome guy. I'll say it. Thank He's, you. You know, got a male model on the set here. But there is a shot where we get the fisheye lens on the camera and we've shoved it so far into your face where you're going, the game's not ready, that it is the worst shot. It, where right. it's, it just, you look, it's look like, good. get out of I look weird. Face. Yeah. And I think maybe you're feeling those vibes. It's not even like, oh, these people are ugly, but it's just a certain way to shoot things where it just makes them look a certain way. And maybe that's off-putting to you. Maybe. I don't know. Um, if people out there, I'm going to assume you don't know what Delicatessen is, that you've never seen it. Mm -hmm. It's a film by two guys, uh, two directors who, who work together. They're okay. known as Joannette et Caro. It's the same director as Amelie. Yes. And, um, Alien Resurrection. Yeah. You know, Amelie was a movie I saw back in high school with my, my first girlfriend. I remember loving it, but I also... Don't know one thing about it. I don't remember anything about this movie. So, um. so um, I actually love the way this movie looks, but mm -hmm. I am into yeah. this style. I think what you're trying to hit on is it has a very expressionistic style mm -hmm. where they use high angles and they film things from weird angles. They're filming regular everyday things, but they're filming them in a way where they seem strange, bizarre, Enough. and yeah. unreal. Yeah. That is, yes. Um, it's the same thing that Tim Burton does mm -hmm. in a lot of his movies, and it's kind of left over from like t 1920s and 30s like German mm -hmm. horror films, I think is where that all started. Um, yeah, this is a very French movie. It, yeah. It's French film. It's subtitled in French. I don't know why I've picked all the French films for Movie Club. <laughs> the Professional... Yeah. Oh, yeah. 400 Blows, uh, and now Delicatessen. This movie, uh, I, I really didn't know anything about it. I'd always heard, Me of, I heard I didn't of know this anything. movie, but I didn't know what it was. I never even heard of it. Um, <laughs> it was described as a post-apocalyptic, dark comedy, science fiction horror film. Hmm. And I even feel like that doesn't quite capture the genre nope. of this movie yeah that was everything everything that was described to me about it did not match what i felt like i saw yeah i kept waiting for the comedy i i like <laughs> i thought uh i think it was a funny movie but yeah i think that it's a style of comedy that is maybe not your style of comedy maybe that's what it yeah. is because i really was just like i think this movie what's funny i think this movie is a dark comedy yeah and it's so dark it borders on horror right which mm -hmm. like the woman trying to kill herself and it wasn't working like is that the comedy like i don't i don't yeah yeah that's that's yeah. what I, that was that it. was the one part that i guess they're trying to think but i still was like this is fucking dark and like it's so dark it borders on horror yeah but it's a dark comedy I think that this movie is kind of a rare and special treat. Not even necessarily like it's really good, but I think rarely do you see a movie that is so strange mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you can actually like palette. And I think you may not like this movie, but I it it wasn't boring for me personally. Mm -hmm. I felt like uh, I, I 
I got through to the end. I, I feel like I've seen other movies that are so weird it makes my brain hurt, and I'm just like, hey, turn it off, you know? Right. I, I don't want to pay attention. This one I was, I was kind of interested in while I was watching it. Sure. But I definitely get why it would be off-putting. Um, you know, this whole movie, it's like from 1991. Did mm -hmm. this start the everything is brown trend, or was yeah. that just a French thing? I felt like the professional Mm -hmm. the yeah, it was all a, kind of golden brown. Yeah, and it had stuff. like a brown yeah. color yeah. palette. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And doesn't, I, doesn't City of Lost Children feel that way too? It's been a long time. I don't even know if I saw that. Movie. Is I that the know same I, director as this movie? It, I, yes. And I feel like it, but I feel like even Amelie had a lot of that too. So yeah. maybe. Um, I was just going to say though, real quick, about that director. Um, he did Alien Resurrection as well, right? I. I I, I don't think I love their movies, but I do appreciate some of the creativity around them. You know what I mean? And so that was really the star of the show for me. I still thought there were a lot of really creative shots and stuff. And even Alien Resurrection, I've always believed it's like a D movie, but I still kind of get a kick out of it. You know what I mean? It Like, like you know, Alien 3, you have a serious sequel and maybe it doesn't live up to whatever. But I feel like Alien Resurrection kind of knew what it was. And uh, I don't know. I've always thought there, this guy had some creative juices in his stuff. So I enjoyed that aspect. Um, we're going to get into the plot in a second. But I will say this is a low-budget film. It cost less than $4 million to make. Mm -hmm. And it, it, uh, it earned about $12 million. Okay. That's um, pretty good. You know, I feel like for a low-budget film... Mm. This doesn't feel like a low-budget film. Yeah, no, honestly. Uh, all the actors were friends and family of mm -hmm. the director. It doesn't feel like they just cast. It, it feels no. like they went out and got actors. It yeah. does. Uh, they filmed this on a set, mm -hmm. and I was thinking, like, how did you get this set? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. um, Especially when they go down below... I was I was very impressed with like the sewer system, like the way that mm -hmm. looked. It looked yeah. I thought it was it was very smart to put everything in that yellow haze or fog because yeah. you didn't have to dress everything. Yeah. You, you and like, yeah, it's all fucked up. It's all yellow. You can't see shit. It's like, yeah. okay, that makes sense. But also you have to decorate shit or spend money on making a set. So let's yeah. get into the story <laughs> and then we can talk more about what, sure. you're, what you're talking Because I think we're describing things that people just are like, what are you talking about? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So Delicatessen takes place in a post-apocalyptic world and it opens, uh, like Sean said, almost in a yellow fog and it, you don't see much of the setting other than buildings are in ruins and there is a certain condo or apartment complex. It's really one building uh, with a bunch of tenants living in it and on the first floor is a butcher. The butcher, uh, basically the plot of this movie is the butcher who is the landlord of the building and he kills the handyman uh, and butchers up the meat and feeds the tenants of the building with that meat. This is a post-apocalyptic world, so there's no money. People pay with bags of corn and different grain. It just seems like everything revolves around food. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah. So the main character is a new handyman named Luison. Uh, and essentially, he is hired to be the new handyman. But we know the shtick here. Yes. This guy hires the handyman, he gets a little bit of free labor, and then after a week or two when everybody's hungry, he knocks him off, chops him up, and feeds him to the tenants. That's the basic premise of Delicatessen. Yeah. Um, the, the butcher has a daughter, mm -hmm. and she kind of falls in love with the handyman, 
named Lewison. But what I will say out the gate is the story is good enough, but it's not really present when the movie starts. The movie's very artistic. Mm-hmm. Almost like mm-hmm. every scene is just set up to show off some artistic trick or performance. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I actually wasn't sure what to think of it at this point. I was like, is this movie just going to be weird stuff mm-hmm. that looks cool without any story? Um, but as it went on, I actually thought, hey, this is clever because this is a low-budget movie and you're keeping it interesting for not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of lacing in enough of a story. Like basically figuring out what's going on with this building and figuring out who the characters are. Mm-hmm. Pretty early on in the movie, they have this sequence uh, called, I think it's called like the Sex Symphony. That's how it's referred to. Oh, mm, okay. But the butcher has sex with a woman, and while he's doing it, it's like the bed springs are, and it goes all around the apartment to people doing stuff in unison with the sound of that spring. So somebody's playing the cello. And somebody is, uh, you know, beating a rug. And uh, it's this whole very French comedy bit. I feel like the synchronicity of things uh, matching up with sex. Uh Yeah, it becomes a better version of Stomp. Yeah. That, my, I think this opinion. is where we lost Sean. That, that is exactly where... I mean, I was pretty lost already, but oh. that is exactly where you lost me, and I was like, oh, fuck this, dude. Fuck this. this I, is I, don't, I thought there was a lot of creativity in every shot. That's the thing. I, yeah, Here's that, the thing. It didn't bother me at all. No, yeah. no, no, no. I agree that there is creativity there. Like, there is, but can you put creativity somewhere else? Like, I just didn't like this. Like, I just... The, beating a carpet to while people are fucking and then his daughter's playing cello to his her dad banging. It's like, yeah, this isn't funny. I don't know. Fuck this. You know, that was me. But yeah, it was creative. And I thought the, the way they use the pipes in the movie, how like people could talk to each other through the old rusted pipes, that's interesting. There were things about this movie that were cool, but on a whole, it's about eating people and fucking on a bed while people play cello to it. I don't know. Is that good? Well, I mean, the the Sex Symphony was just one comedy bit in a yeah. larger film. You say comedy, but I, I say it was just it was a part of the movie. <laughs> I th- I thought I, I thought there was a comical vibe to the whole yeah, movie. I, I felt like everything from the very beginning, where like the guy is wrapping himself up in trash to go yeah. try to sneak out by smuggling himself out as yeah. trash. It's not American comedy. Okay, it's French comedy. Yeah, it is. Here's what it is. I was watching this thing. What is the joke here? I think that th- that the, there's such a sense of French culture. I think there's such a sense of the way things are supposed to be in society that the comedy is just looking. Look at this. this look at this man. He dresses yeah. himself in garbage. <laughs> Where in America, I'd be like, I don't know. I, I, sometimes people dress in garbage. What's the joke? You know. But in yeah. France, it's like, look, he's wearing he's wearing trash. Oh, man. But see, that's the joke. I but it's a man trying to disguise himself so he doesn't get murdered and eaten. So it's like a dark comedy. I actually, uh, yeah. When the movie started, I was there with you. By the end of the film, I think I was hooked. Okay. So I'm gonna give this one a positive rating at the end of today's show. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure. I that's think fine. I ended up liking this. Movie. That's fine. But I think you ended up maybe not liking this movie. Well, we'll see. Time will tell. Oh, we don't know. <laughs> Time will tell. First gag. I'm out. Here's we'll the see. thing. Uh, when picking this movie, the, I looked up the trailer. The trailer is just that scene. 
Oh, really? It's just that scene, <laughs> really? and then the dude busts a nut at the end, and the oh. guy like falls over. Everybody who's doing something ah, falls over and explodes, oh. and it just goes, delicatessen. Wow. Okay. That's a trailer. That's all deli I is knew. This? That's all I knew going to say. All, all this deli is serving his bologna. Somebody has sex. You know, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I feel like I wanted to take time here to just talk about that this movie has sequences. Yeah. Because I feel like the plot is very thin. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's for, I think that works. You know, I don't want a convoluted plot for this delicatessen film. So here's the plot. The butcher's daughter falls in love with the handyman, and she doesn't want him to get killed because she likes him. But the butcher basically says to her, like, what are you going to do? We live in a post-apocalyptic world. Where are you going to get food from? How are you going to survive? The whole time in this movie, there's these reports of, uh, like, a terrorist group called the Troglodytes. Uh, and in this post-apocalyptic world, which they never really explain what happened. No, they don't. It seems to me like maybe nukes went off. Mm-hmm. Because there is everything is shrouded in a cloud. Yeah. So it could be like a nuclear winter. And they mentioned that, you know, somebody's like, well, things will get better when the crops come back. And he's like, the crops ain't never coming back. Mm, yeah, and I just yeah. feel like, okay, so is this like a nuclear winter mm-hmm. where all the crops have failed? I or bet something? you're right. Yeah. Um, the troglodytes are an underground group, resistance group. They describe them as criminals who you never see. Um, the daughter, she goes down there to meet with them, and they kind of don't trust her. They're like, what are you doing here? But she wants to get away from her dad, and she wants to rescue this handyman, and she tells them, you know, you can trust me. Why don't we rob my dad? He has a bunch of food because people pay him in grain. He stores it in, like, a safe, so why don't we organize a robbery? Um, At the same time that that's happening... The butcher, the, the, the residents are kind of demanding the butcher, like, where's our meat? Where's our next meal coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, and the butcher, he's having trouble knocking off this handyman because his daughter is, like, trying to protect him and stuff. And he starts telling them, you know what? Maybe I don't want to knock off the handyman. You're late on rent. Why don't we take your mother-in-law? Be like, what? He's like, yeah, we got an age limit in this building. Maybe we'll take her. Um, so then one night, they kind of, I, I mean, this scene happens where... They kind of set the mother-in-law up to be murdered. Mm-hmm. But then as the plot unfolds, the butcher tells him, like, no, I'm going to use you to trick the handyman to come out. And then we're going to kill him. <laughs> but then it, like, does the plot work? We're not sure. Next thing we know, the mother-in-law is dead, and they're just handing out meat to everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he accidentally cut off the leg of someone else or something, right? Like, that's what happened. Wait, what do you mean? And that scene, like, with the yarn, and she goes down to get the yarn, she has, like, a heart attack. And dies. And then the guy who has, like... I thought the guy was the guy from Babe, honestly, but it wasn't. Um, the old man. Yeah. He, he said, like... You hear a man scream, so you think it's a handyman. But then he said... The guy shows, like, he has, like, a stub for a leg, and it's all bloody because, like, the butcher... I guess he came out because of the scream, and then he got his leg cut off by the butcher is what I thought. Oh. I missed that part. But, you know, that, that totally could happen. That's in one viewing, you may blink and some people will pick up on things. But. Yeah, I just, I just assumed that that guy got his leg cut off by the butcher as well. Uh, I definitely missed something. I thought the old man was like in love with the woman who died because he like didn't want to eat the meat and was like sad after she got knocked off. I missed so many things because I was just like, I don't, I, I, it's one of those anime things. Where, like, am I stupid? I just don't get what this. I don't get why this is anything. Like, even like the the guy like moaning into the pipes and that why that way woman's gonna kill herself. Yeah, 
the fuck was that? So I actually thought that was cool. One of the characters is a woman who complains that she's been hearing voices, like she's schizophrenic. And we kind of already mentioned there's this reoccurring comedy bit where she continuously tries to commit suicide in these increasingly intricate ways. Which I would, I did appreciate how it's like creative a Rube, Rube that Goldberg was. Machine right. Yeah. To commit right. suicide. But they always go wrong for whatever reason. Um, you know, in one example, she has a la- she's in a bathtub filled with water with a lamp perched above it, and the lamp is on, and it's connected to a scarf, and the scarf is running through a sewing machine, and the sewing machine is connected to the doorbell. So if somebody rings the doorbell, it'll turn on the sewing machine, which will pull the scarf and drop the lamp into the bathtub and kill her. And it's hap- there's a guy at the door, and at the same time, the handyman, Lewison, is installing something next door. He's hammering, he's hammering, he's hammering, and right at the last moment, he hammers so hard that the plug falls out. So when the lamp falls into the bathtub, it's not electrocuting her because there's no power going to it. Mm-hmm. It's a series of these near deaths that just go wrong. Yeah, but the whole time someone's going, ooh, yeah. well, to her. What I was going to say is this is a sci-fi horror movie. So there are these scenes where she's setting up her suicide and you hear this deep, you hear the voices in her head. Mm-hmm. And it's creepy. And it's like, you will be better off. You, you are the worm and we are the fruit. Just saying weird stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I thought, you know, was an effective horror element. Later on, you find out there's a guy in the apartment building who is talking to her through the pipes, trying to get her to commit suicide. I think it's because he wants to eat her. Mm. That they're, I think a big theme of this movie is it's a dog-eat-dog world. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, these people are so hungry, they're turning on their neighbors right. to eat each other and sabotage them. Um, at the end of the film, the climax is the daughter has organized the robbery and she's also asked the troglodytes to kidnap the handyman so that they can be together. Um, at the same time, the handyman, he used to be like a circus performer and they're going to be running one of his old performances on television. He invites the daughter to come watch the television program with her while the robbery is happening. But the TV starts malfunctioning, and everybody's upset that they can't watch the performance. And it's the butcher on the roof. He's jiggling the antenna because he's trying to lure the handyman out so he can kill him. And that's what happens. Uh, The handyman comes out. The butcher tries to kill him. And the final act of this movie is kind of like a big extended Scooby-Doo chase. Yeah. I think is the way to describe it. Where (laughs) the butcher, all the cards are on the table. I want to kill you and eat you. Uh, and, and you're trying to escape with my daughter. And then the butcher and all the tenants who are hungry kind of chase the, the handyman around um, the apartment complex until eventually he locks himself in a bathroom and in a very wily coyote scheme, like plugs all the holes up and fills it with water mm-hmm. so that it bursts. Which looked expensive and impressive. That set yeah. was very impressive to I, me. I thought every degree of this movie did not show its budget. Or, you know what no, I, mean? like, I look, agree. Look way more pro than Definitely. it probably could have. Definitely did. Yeah. Um, Even when the water was like, rushing out, it's like, how'd they do that? Like, you know, it was like Stanley Kubrick, you know, the elevator was, yeah. was opening. It was really impressive. The ending of the movie, I feel like, you know, pays off pretty well. They set up that this guy, the handyman, <laughs> is pretty good with a boomerang. Um... It's like a bladed boomerang. And at the end of the movie, he is kind of up, uh, trapped because he's destroyed a bunch of the house and, and he can't go anywhere. And a woman hands the butcher the bladed boomerang. And they're like, use this. And he throws it, and, but it stops just short and comes back and hits him. And he dies. 
Um, and then we are left to think that the daughter and the handyman like inherit the building. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of like a all's well that ends well. It even seemed sort like at the end, end, like there's like these two kids that keep showing up in the movie. They live in the building, and like they're playing on the roof, and it seems like the skies are clearer. Like, is yeah, it's a little bit of a happy ending. Yeah, but it's like, is this is it over? Are you guys fine now, or what? what? And I, I just wonder, like, so did they eat that butcher? I mean, they, they had they to. Hadn't beaten that guy, right? But who's but who's carving them up? That's the question. Ooh, I don't know. You need the butcher to carve up the people. But they had all that. He had butchered all this corn. Yeah. So maybe they ate corn now. I don't know. Um, I appreciate the fact that that is the plot of this movie. We just kind of said it, and it's really simple. Like, guy shows up, dude wants to eat him, daughter wants to f him. How does it all play out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, this movie is more of a vehicle for creative scenarios than it is a oh this plot, you know. Yeah, all it's this not like gro- a life yeah, but that's story. that's totally what it's set out to be, and I think that's totally cool. There's totally room for movies like that too, and I thought there was a lot of great creativity shown. Yeah, I felt like this movie was kind of just a fun exercise in filmmaking. Yeah, in cinematography and bending genres, and there's a enough of a plot there to sustain a movie. Yeah. I think I think for the story and that side of it, I'm probably on the same page as Sean. I don't know how much I care for that side of it. I liked it on the creativity showcase side. Yeah, there was a shot in particular where they're watching him on TVs, like his old performance with his monkey or whatever. And the shot was from inside the TV. And yeah. it was like the screen, it was in front of the camera. And then you saw them looking at the screen. And it looked really cool. Like I don't know how they did that. Like yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I was watching this movie, and halfway through it, I felt like this movie is a mix between um, Terry Gilliam and mm. and David Lynch. <laughs> this is like Blue Velvet meets Brazil, <laughs> uh, in my opinion. You know, kind of like weird characters, dark theme, maybe like a little bit of a murder mystery, but also visually bizarre as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, ultimately, the, I didn't know what I thought of this movie until it was starting to wrap up, and I was like, hey, this is it. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it some popcorn shakes, unless there's anything else you guys want to kind of chime in and say about this film. Yeah, no. I feel like this is like one of our shorter ones ever, but the movie's yeah. just so fucking weird. I don't know how you explain <laughs> it. Like, yeah, I really, more, and that was the thing. It's like, I can't even imagine being the director trying to like, get across your vision to people. I tell them like what to do like this. Cause it's all so weird. Like it just yeah. looks weird. It makes no sense. Well, I don't know. It makes a little sense. A little bit, <laughs> but there's this so all it is, is a sequence of little scenes that culminate with this, but you're getting a boomerang in his head, I guess. But like, even like they're on the bed trying to find the squeak and it's just, I find a squeak for like the longest time, and it's like okay. This guy see, doesn't I, get French see I thought that was funny. I thought that part French was funny. Jokes. Where are the jokes? You don't get it. I thought They're that right was in front of you. I thought that was a funny part. I don't. I, My favorite I don't visual in the entire movie was the guy in the in the wet room full of frogs and snails. What was that? Ew! I love the visual of that because it was just so like <laughs> yeah, me too. out of left field. Impressed. Like, what is this? A lot of this movie had me feeling like. How did you pull this off? Yeah, I, I exactly. I was very impressed. It, it was a lot of that, but w- why would you ever want to pull this off? I, but I, I, I thought that was such a that visual stayed with me. And when he, when he like threw the snail shell and it landed on the pile of them, 
just the aesthetic of that part visually how did you do that what'd you make this all out of did you really get that many snail shells i don't know and it just clattering down the hill of them i don't know there were just so many things that were like i've never seen that before i've never seen that before okay mm -hmm. um Anyway, that, that stuck with me. That was the... I don't know how they pulled it. And that. I feel like there's probably some level of humor that everybody in this building is struggling to find food, except the one guy who is eating these very traditional French meals. Of, <laughs> yeah. Know, frog legs and escargot. Yeah. Which I didn't even realize... Like, where is he in the building? I like, think I read that he is on a second level... Uh, second story room that is like filled with water or something. And did they ever say what the fuck that was about? Or no, just, that mm -hmm. part was straight up weird, but I liked it. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, I did too. I liked that shot. This movie feels weird, but it also feels like just because I don't understand it, it doesn't mean it doesn't make sense. I feel like somebody who made this movie knew what was going on, just not me, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you watch a weird movie and it's like, nobody here knows what the fuck they're doing. But this one felt like there was some control to it, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah. It's it, not a movie for everyone. It definitely is not. No, but there were impressive things about it. It was very stylized. I just hated the style of it, but it was, it, you know. Yeah. I acknowledge that, like, there was real skill put at work here, and, like, you know, it just didn't work for me at all. I just... Miserable. Well, it's a decisive film. I think on that, we can give it some popcorn shakers. I will start because I picked it. I'm going to give this movie... Three and a half out of five. Now, I almost want to give it a four, but I'll give it a three and a half. Um, I don't, I will say I really love the creativity on display here and thought it was absolutely a great choice for, for movie club for that reason. I, I'd never heard of this. Definitely probably wouldn't have sat down to watch this. But again, I think it's perfect for this format where there's kind of a lot to kind of look at either side on and whatever. I love the creativity here. Don't I'm but on the story side of it as a movie and all that, not my thing. Probably agree with Sean, but I just thought a lot of creativity. Probably wouldn't watch it again. Um so I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a two. Wasn't my thing, but really impressed by how they got it done. And I'm good. Don't need to see it again. What about you? Five? Um, Six? Seven? You know, I gave Babe a zero. Babe Picking the City a zero. I'm not going to do that here. Because this movie had creative elements to it. And I feel like, again, if this movie was made for children and rated G... Yeah, you get a zero. Yeah. The the for, context for is the, the sure you hey, know. Babe was not even that bad. It was. Uh, babe, babe, babe was pretty good. Well, ba I, I want. I was gonna say I don't think this is other than the camera work. I don't compare this to Babe. It was just some of the camera shit that looked yeah, similar. Yeah, just like the like. But I don't think that's. Oh, fair. you don't want to see this? Well, we will put the camera right there. <laughs> you're, you're gonna see it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give this a one. I really hated this movie. I wow. really hated this movie, but I do acknowledge that the sets were cool. Cool, that's low budget, and you made your, you know, your family work on this. Was it the Sex Symphony that did it? For it you? wasn't just that. It was just, but that was every. I wasn't enjoying any part of it. There's not one part where I was, where I was like, okay, you know what, this is good. I'm just like, fuck, I hate this. Like, I just I never liked it. I really was pleased by the execution of it. I just like, I really was like, damn, wow. 
How'd they pull all this off? I just didn't care about the, the There story were parts that it. reminded me of Michelle Gondry a little bit. Yeah. Like when she's like going to like the underground people's like place and all of a sudden it's burst out of nowhere. And like, it was pretty yeah. creative how they're all hiding there. There's yeah. like 35 people that are hiding. Like, that was cool. Yeah. You know, that's why they get the point. I'm but, just cracking up that your description after you gave it one was, and you know, that's cool. You made your whole family work on this. I don't know why. <laughs> that's cool. You made your whole family work on this. It was killing me. Well, anyway. like, clearly, like, their you. career took off after this, and they made, yeah. like, crazy huge movies. So yeah. good on them. Obviously, they're talented. I just think this story was garbage. And I didn't. And and I will I will die before I can find a joke in that movie. That's not possible. What? Even the, them trying to find the squeaks, I thought was. I love these funny, awkward setups like that. I I don't know. I thought that was funny. There's got to be a fucking funny part. Dude, of this I can't. Movie. There on. is, dude. There's Hold a couple. On. Let me just say, there's a couple that has reused the same like condom, condom. forever. Yes, and has two holes in it because they have two kids. Yeah, I think that's all funny. Like, I think that's all like. Uh, He's blowing into the condom and washing it out, and it's like it's disgusting. Yeah, it's it, gross. Post apocalyptic hey, in, world. In all honesty, this is the last condom on earth. In all honesty, <laughs> that's, that's that to me is a, actually a very like d- like just to put, bring it into a modern context, American context. That's a very Tim and Eric joke. To me, is like oh oh meet the guy and his one job is to he's uh, the guy who sells used toilet paper and he's cleaning you know whatever right. like that's very uh, I don't know I think there's I think there's a lot of humor in this movie so I'm gonna defend it from Sean on sorry sorry delicatessen I hope you're not too offended by my review that your movie there is my no my jokes. two is what only about, that I wouldn't watch it again you know but what about, they kidnapped a girl but it's supposed to be a guy and they're like well we can't tell if it's a guy or a girl so then they squeeze her boobs yeah yeah that was John good. wasn't you don't fucking get cracking and up. then like yeah, there's a part where like the mailman is gonna maybe rape the daughter well, that wasn't a joke yeah that's not funny you, I I supposed to I was watching this movie and I was like the only thing that could get it to be like that like it's like what's worse than this I guess they could rape someone oh there they go they're gonna try oh. to rape someone of course they are because what else are we gonna do we're having a lady crying because she's about to eat her dead mom this is funny well where is I just <laughs> I don't you thought know. that was funny I don't know <laughs> that part wasn't supposed to be funny that's pretty dark man <laughs> The whole movie was that. Oh my god! But he was a circus clown who performed with a monkey. Yeah, that part was supposed to be funny. Yeah, it kind of was. Was yeah. it? Was it? I don't know, well, you guys. You okay, guys, Sean, I'm sorry. If you're sorry. An expert on what's good. Why don't you pick next week's here's, movie then? Here's the thing. I wanted to pick just like a lighthearted. There's a movie that I've had on my list since this thing started, called "Support Your Local Sheriff." I'm not picking that today. But that's just like a nothing. Western movie that's like mm. stupid, whatever. I feel like I'm just not getting it. I I have never seen this movie. We've heard about it ten billion times it's on every top ten movie list of all time. Whatever, fuck it. I've never seen Citizen Kane. Let's just watch this movie. It's Ooh. on HBO Max. Is that Ooh. no good? You're, I don't you're know. I'm not, your... I'm not hearing good shit about this. I just I've never seen it. Maybe maybe I need to watch like this movie to get what movies are supposed to be because I don't Dude, fucking get it. Or this is gonna be the one that pushes you over the edge. Maybe Dude. done with because movies. this Dude. movie is one of those like best movie of all time on like every list. Yeah. Why is that? I have no idea. Hey, yesterday literally uh, they announced. Uh, Criterion announced they're finally going to release movies in 4K and they're starting it with Citizen Kane and The Beatles A Hard Day's Night. So those I guess are the two top movies of 
of all time that should be seen in the highest resolution. You know, I've truly so maybe like, there's something to I've it. never thought this looked interesting at all, but who knows? Maybe it's fucking great. It, it, it's always less for I a don't want to say too much ahead of time. It would have been it'd be a lot better in color. I, I won't go into it, but Okay. Actually I've never seen it, so well, I also thought it was like a four hour movie, but it's only like an hour and forty minutes, so wait, that's no, fine. I saw it in like two thousand two or something, and I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. It's, it always seemed like it was gonna be like a long experience, but it's not. It's quick. So let's okay. just, let's just get through it. Let's just let's endure Citizen Kane next week. Citizen Kane. He's not of, he's, Citizen Toxie. No, no. Or don't watch the trauma film. We're know. watching Citizen Kane on the next episode of Movie Club. We'll see you there. See you then.